Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Mem Rabbi Avram Goldhar and today Mazakus Sota Daf Mem Dal. The end of the eighth parak Meshulach Mochama and the beginning of the ninth parak Egel Arufa. The Zichud Mazakus Sota program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazakas Atayra. So the three times we're going to focus on number one. The next mission records Malchokas about the meaning of Hayare Varachalevav, one who is frightened and faint-hearted, who also returns home from war. Vikiv explains, Like its simple meaning, that he's unable to stand in the joined ranks in battle and see a drawn sword. Rabbi Yossi Aglili says, This means one who's afraid because of his own averas. Therefore, the Torah hangs on this exemption all the other exemptions of building, planting, and marrying so that he can appear to return home because of them and not be ashamed for leaving because of his averas. Rabbi Yossi says that forbidden marriages such as an almana to a gongadol cause one to return home. The more explains that he holds any derisa avera causes one to return home, but not an avera de rabbanon. Rabbi Yosef Glili holds one returns home even for an avera de rabbanon, such as a sach ben tefillah one who speaks between placing tefillin of the arm and tefillin of the head. Point number two, the Mishnah taught, When are these exemptions said? Regarding discretionary wars. But regarding wars of mitzvah, Everyone goes out to battle. I feel even even a chasen from his chamber and a kala from her chuppah. Rabbi Yudah limits the exemptions of a mission to Muhammad's mitzvah, wars of mitzvah, and says they do not apply to Muhammad's chovah, obligatory wars. Rabbi Yochan explains that Rabbi Yehuda is actually discussing the same two categories as the Rabbanan, and there is no argument where the exemptions apply. Rabbi explains to Malchokas, Nochamas Yeshua Likbosh, Dibre Kol Chovah. The wars of Yeshua, the conquerors of Israel, all agree were obligatory. The wars of Beis David, whose purpose was for expansion, all agree were discretionary. Their Malchokas concerns wars whose purpose is to diminish nearby idolaters so they'll not come upon Kali Israel to wage war. Although this is not a full-fledged mitzvah, and all agree that the exemptions apply, Rebuto calls it a mitzvah for another halacha. He's considered one occupied with a mitzvah who is putter from performing another mitzvah. And pointing between the ninth paragraph, so to discuss is the procedure of the Egel Arufa. The Tanakhama says, Shloshim, based on a Gadlash of Yushalayim, Hayyayotzin. Three judges on the great base in Yushalayim would go out to measure from the surrounding cities of the corpse. Rebuda says, Chamisha, five, because it says, Zikanecha, your elders, Shnaim, implying two judges. Meshoftecha, your judges, Shnaim, implying two additional judges. Vain based in Shakla, and a basin cannot be an even number of judges. Mosifin Alehna od Echad. So we add one more to them, totaling five. The Gemara explains that the Tanakhama, which Obrisa identifies as Rabbi Shimon holds, that the word Beshoftecho does not teach about the number of judges because it's teaching about the qualification of the judges. The select among your judges, meaning members of the Sanhedrin. The Gemara ultimately says that Rabbi Yudah agrees with this, but holds that the extra Vav in Beshoftecho teaches to add two more judges. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission records Malchokas about the meaning of Hayare Barachalevav, one who is frightened and faint-hearted, who also returns home for war. Vikiv explains, Like its simple meaning, that he's unable to stand in the joined ranks in battle and see a drawn sword. 
Rabbi Yossi Aglili says, This means one who's afraid because of his own averas. Therefore, the Torah hangs on this exemption, all the other exemptions of building, planting, and marrying, so that he can appear to return home because of them and not be ashamed for leaving because of his averas. Rabbi Yossi says that forbidden marriages such as an almana to a gongadol cause one to return home. The more explains that he holds any deraisa avera causes one to return home, but not an avera de rabbanan. Rabbi Yosef Glili holds one returns home even for an avera de rabbanan, such as a sach ben tefillah one who speaks between placing tefillin of the arm and tefillin of the head. Point number two, the Mishnah taught, When are these exemptions said? Regarding discretionary wars. But regarding wars of mitzvah, Everyone goes out to battle. Even, even a chasen from his chamber and a kala from her chuppah. Rabbi Yudah limits the exemptions of remission to Muhammad's mitzvah, wars of mitzvah, and says they do not apply to Muhammad's chovah, obligatory wars. Rabbi Yochanan explains that Rabbi Yehuda is actually discussing the same two categories as the Rabbanan, and there is no argument where the exemptions apply. Rabbi explains from Al-Chokas, Nochamas Yeshua Likbosh, Dibre Kol Chovah. The wars of Yeshua, the conquerors of Israel, all agree were obligatory. The wars of Beis David, whose purpose was for expansion, all agree were discretionary. Their Machokas concerns wars whose purpose is to diminish nearby idolaters so they'll not come upon Kalisrael to wage war. Although this is not a full-fledged mitzvah, and all agree that the exemptions apply, Rebuta calls it a mitzvah for another halacha. He's considered one occupied with a mitzvah who is pater from performing another mitzvah. And pointing with you, the ninth paragraph of Sota discusses the procedure of the Egla Arufa. The Tanakhama says, Three judges on the great basin of Yishalayim would go out to measure from the surrounding cities of the corpse. Rav Yudah says, Chamisha, five, because it says, Zikanecha, your elders, Shnaim, implying two judges. Veshoftecha, your judges, Shnaim, implying two additional judges. Vein basin, Shakla, and a basin cannot be an even number of judges. Mosifin, Alehin, Od Echad. So we add one more to them, totaling five. The Gemara explains that the Tanakhama, which Obrisa identifies as Rabbi Shimon holds, that the word Beshoftecho does not teach about the number of judges because it's teaching about the qualification of the judges. The select among your judges, meaning members of the Sanhedrin. The Gemara ultimately says that Rabbi Yudah agrees with this, but holds that the extra Vav in Beshoftecho teaches to add two more judges. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Daf Mem Dalad, and our standard Simmon is mud. Mud. So here goes. This scared soldier who was trudging home in the reddish mud, when all of a sudden he heard the war was a Mohammed's mitzvah and he must return to battle, asked five judges measuring the distance from Mason the mud to the nearest city for some chizuk. Once again, some motion. This scared soldier who was trudging home in the reddish mud, mud, that must be more duff, memdalid. The scared soldier who is trudging home in the reddish mud, which reminds us, the next mission records Malchok is about the meaning of Hayarav al-Rachalevav, one who is frightened and faint-hearted, who also returns home from war. Does it literally mean scared of battle or scared from Averos? And if Averos, is that the Raisa Averos or even the Rabbanan Averos? So the scared soldier who is trudging home in the reddish mud, when all of a sudden he heard that the war was a Mohammed's mitzvah and he must return to battle, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught, B'medvar Mamurim B'mohammed's Rishus, when are these exemptions said regarding discretionary wars? Of a Mohammed's mitzvah, Hakol Yotzim, but regarding wars of mitzvah, everyone goes out to battle. I feel chasim mechedro b'chal even a chasim from his chamber and a kala from her chuppah.
So the scared soldier was trudging home in the reddish mud, when all of a sudden he heard the war was a Mohammed's mitzvah, and he must return to battle, asked five judges measuring the distance from a mace in the mud to the nearest city for some chizuk. Which reminds us, the ninth parak of Sotah discusses the procedure of Eglarufa. The Tanakam in the Mishnah says, Shoshim and based on Yotzin. Three Dayanim from the great basin of Yishalayim would go out to measure from the surrounding cities to the corpse. Rav Yudah says, Chamisha, five, because it says, Zikanecha, Shnaim, your elders implying two judges, Veshoftecha, Shnaim, your judges implying two additional judges, Vein based in Shakla, and a basin could not be an even number of judges. Mosifun Alen Odechad. So we add one more to them, totaling five. So once again, the scared soldier who was trudging home in the reddish mud, when all of a sudden he heard that the war was a Mohammed's mitzvah and he must return to battle, asks five judges measuring the distance from a mace in the mud to the nearest city for some chizuk. Alright, so now it's time for a Forbalabach Chazara. Daf Mem. So the Simran Daf Mem is a swimming pool and often we use a swimming instructor. So here goes. The humble swim instructor, swim instructor, that must be more Daf Mem, mine, pool. The humble swim instructor, who didn't mind when his assistant gave different instructions to the class on how to swim across the red water, which reminds us, Rabbi Avo commented, originally I would have said that I'm a nanav, until witnessing the humility of Rabbi Avi Avako. Rabbi Avi was delivering a shir and gave one explanation to his speaker, whose role was to repeat the shir loudly to the audience, who instantly said aloud a different explanation to the audience, and Rabbi Abba did not take offense. So, the humble swim instructor who didn't mind when his assistant gave different instructions to the class on how to swim across the red water and turn his back on him to face the students, which reminds us, Rabbi Yitzchak said, The awe of a congregation should always be upon you, for we find the Kohanim's faces are towards the people during Birchus Kohanim and their backs are towards the Shekhinah. So the humble swim instructor who didn't mind when his assistant gave different instructions to the class on how to swim across the red water and turned his back on him to face the students, had the children pass from one to another, the how to be a good swim buddy sign, which he then read aloud for all to hear, which reminds us, the next mission describes the Kriya of the Kongado on Yom Kippur in the base of Migdash. The Chazan, meaning the Shamash of the synagogue near the base of Migdash, took the Sefer Torah and handed it to the head, meaning the Gabai, of the synagogue, who handed it to the Skan Kongado, who in turn handed it to the Kongado. The Kongado then read the Parsha in the Torah detailing the Avodah of Yom Kippur, as well as a nearby Parsha discussing the prohibition against Malacha or eating on Yom Kippur. Then, because the final Parsha is too far away to roll the Torah too, he read that by heart. Daf Memov, so the Simmer Daf Memov is a grandma, so here goes. The proud grandma, proud grandma, that must be on Daf Memov. The proud grandma with the red walker cavelling over her grandson, the king, when he did Kriya Satori, even though he was a descendant of a foreigner, which reminds us, the next mission describes the mitzvah of Hakel and relates that when King Agrippa's reached the Pasuk, Osucho Sesalecha Ishnachri, you shall not place a foreigner over you to be a king, Zalga of Demos, his eyes flowed with tears because as a descendant of the slave Herod, he was disqualified from being king. The people said to him, Do not fear Agrippas, you are our brother, you are our brother. The Gemara says they deserve destruction for this flattery of Agrippas. So, the proud grandma with a red walker cavelling over her grandson, the king, when he did Kriya Satori, even though he was a descendant of a foreigner, told the Russia standing next to her, who flattered her, saying that seeing her face is like seeing the face of an angel, which reminds Rabbi Yudah of the West, Darshan, Mutulachanit, L'Roshayim, B'Lamazeh, is permitted to flatter the wicked in this world because it says regarding the times of Mashiach that it will not be permitted. Rishakish gave a source from Yaakov's statement to Esav, Kiros Pnei Al-Kim I've seen your face, which is like seeing the face of an angel, and you were appeased by me. We see then that Yaakov flattered Esav. Rabbi Levi gave a different interpretation of Yaakov's intent. 
So the proud grandma with a red walker crawling over her grandson, the king, when he did creosotor, even though he was a descendant of a foreigner, told the Russia standing next to her who flattered her, saying that seeing her face is like seeing the face of an angel, that he's going to fall into her grandson's hands and ultimately go to Gehenna, which reminds us, Rebbe made several statements about a person who possesses the trait of flattery. Anyone who has in him the trait of flattery brings anger to the world, and he's noful by Gehenna, he falls into Gehenna. He added, One who flatters his fellow ultimately falls into his hand. He concluded that even if he does not fall into his hand, he'll fall into his son's hand, or at least the hand of his son's son. Daf Membeis, so the similar Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster, mobster, that must have been more Daf Membeis. The mobster in the red pinstripe suit giving a pep talk to his men. We're about to go out and fight with another crime family, which reminds us, the eighth period begins by describing the words spoken to the nation by the Meshul of Muhammad before going to battle, which were in Lashon HaKodesh. He told them they were heading to war against your enemies, meaning not against your brothers, that if you fall into their hands, they'll have mercy on you. Rather, you're going to war against your enemies, that if you fall into their hands, they will not have mercy on you. So the mobster in the red pinstripe suit giving a pep talk to his men were about to go out and fight with another crime family was shocked when his brazen giant fighter got felled by a young man, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan Darshan's the name Goliath is saying, Sha'aman begil yipanim with nekajbarchu. They stood brazenly before Kajbarchu when he said, Bruluchem ish v'yered alai. Choose for yourselves a man and let him come down to me, by which he meant to Shem, who's called an ish mochama, a man of war. Akash Baruch responded, I'll hereby fell him through a son of man, meaning a young man, which is how David is described. So the mobster in the red pinstripe suit, giving a pep talk to his men, were about to go out and fight with another crime family, was shocked when his brazen giant fighter got felled by a young man who killed four warriors, all descendants of a woman who cried, Four tears, which reminds us. The Gemara explains why the four warriors, Saf, Madun, Galias, and Yishbi, fell before David. The Pasik says, And Arpa kissed her mother in law, but Rus cleaved to her. Rav Yitzhak said, said, Let the sons of the one who was kissed, meaning Arpa, come and fall in the hand of the sons of the one who cleaved, referring to Rus. Ravadarshan that Arpa merited for these four warriors to descend from her in reward for the four tears she shed when parting from Naomi. Daf Mem Gimel, so the similar Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The most recent issue of Ancient Midnight Battles magazine. Magazine? That must mean we're in Daf Mem Gimel. The most recent issue of Ancient Midnight Battles magazine captivated the attention of the great Ben Puti General, which reminds us it was Tan Nebraisa, Lolochinam Halach Pinchas Lomachama, not for not to Pinchas go to battle against Midian, rather to take revenge for his mother's father, Yosef, who was sold as a slave by the Midianites. The more questions Pinchas descent from Yosef from Apasik, identifying his mother as Mibanos Putiel, from the daughters of Putiel. Is this not because they descended from Yisru, who was called Putiel? She beat him a because he fattened calves for idolatry? Pitamel? The Gemara answers, Lot me Yosef Shepit bit be Yitzro. No, they descended from Yosef called Putiel because he scorned and conquered his desire. The Gemara answers, the Gemara concludes that he descended from both, one from his mother's father and one from his mother's mother. This is supported by the Yudin Putiel, which indicates multiple meanings.
So, the most recent issue of Ancient Midnight Battles magazine captivated the attention of the great Ben Puti General, who is sitting on his porch while exempt from war due to his recent engagement, which reminds us the next mission teaches about the officers declaring the three exemptions from going to battle. One who built a new house and did not inaugurate it, one who planted a vineyard and did not redeem it in the fourth year, and one who married a woman and did not complete the marriage. So, the most recent issue of Ancient Midnight Battles magazine captivated the attention of the great Ben Puti General, who was sitting on his porch while exempt from war due to his recent engagement behind a young tree he had grafted onto another tree which was planted as a fence, which reminds us. The Mishnah taught that in addition to planting, grafting a plant also exempts from going to war. Rizer explains that this refers to permitted grafting. The Gemara wonders what the case is, and Rabbi Yermi explained that he grafted onto a young tree which was not subject to Orla, such as in a case where he planted the first tree as a fence or for beams, which is exempt from Orla. Therefore, only the graft exempts the owner from going to war. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak provided another answer. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff we learned that Pinchas descended from both Yosef and Yisro? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good. Number two, which stuff we learned that Orpah merited to have four warriors descend from her in reward for the four tears she shed when parting from the Ami? That's on Dav. Mem Beis. Good. Number three, which stuff we learned that one who flatters will ultimately fall to Gehenna? That's on Dav. Mem Aleph. Good. Number four, which stuff did we discuss the meaning of Hayoreb or Rachalevav? And we have a Malchokas about which Averos exempt one from battle. That's on Dav. Memdal. Good number five. Which stuff we have three exemptions from war? One being one who married a woman and did not complete the marriage. That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good number six. Which stuff we have Malchokas? We're going to have many Dayanim measured to the cities around the corpse for Eglor Rufa. That's on Dav. Memdar. Good number seven. Which stuff do we discuss? What the Meshulach Muhammad says to the nation before they go to war? That's on Dav. Membez. Good number eight. Which of the one that regarding a Muhammad's mitzvah, everybody goes out to war? That's on Dav. Memdar. Good number nine. Which of the one that one who stands behind the Kohanim during Berkha's Kohanim is not included in the Bracha? That's on Dav. Good. Number 10. Which stuff do we discuss the case of grafting which grants an exemption from going to war? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Gwaltham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.